0: We are so honored that you're here with us for season three. We want to share, connect, and grow the paper flower community with you. Welcome to Paper Talk. To this episode of
1: Paper Talk. Today's episode is sponsored by Patron Elaine Lim. We appreciate your donation and we're excited to keep creating content for the Paper Flower community. If you're interested in supporting us, head on over to Patreon page at wwwpatreoncom
0: backslash Paper Talk and sign up as a Patron.
1: We would love to see you there.
0: Welcome to another episode of Paper Talk. Today we have our friend Kate Alarcon of the Cobra Lily with us, and we are happy to be with her again today. Talk- About International Paper Flower Day. I am so excited to be here. Thanks,
1: guys. Oh my gosh, I can't believe it's been around another year and we're back to International Paper Flower Day. How amazing is that? And just to see the progression when it first started, gosh, it was three years now, right? That's crazy, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So much has happened. Our industry has really tripled in size, and people are so excited about our paper flowers. I just love it so much. Just to give you guys a little bit background. Kate, why don't you tell the origin story of International Paper Flower Day?
2: All So I remember I was in a cafe and I was looking at my phone about like cupcake day or donut day or something. And I was like, isn't it so funny that there's like a national day for every dang thing? And then I was like, oh, so I texted Quinn. I was like, wouldn't it be so funny if there was like a, a national paper flower day? And she's like, oh yeah, ha, that'd be fun. So I sort of started thinking about it kind of as a joke. Like, wouldn't it be funny? Like, oh, hot dog day, paper flower day. So that was sort of like the initial. So, but then when I started thinking about like, okay, what if we did this just for fun? And like, how would we get this off the ground? So I started thinking about like people I would reach out to. The thing is at least half of them were not in the U S so it wouldn't make sense to call it national paper flower day. Cause it's not, it's international. Now our community is nothing. If it is not international, we're all over the place. Yes. The first international paper flower day, we got people from almost 50 countries to post on, on the hashtag on that day. So Amazing. international, right? So, and it was really funny. Like after it went from national to international, I went from haha to goosebumps. Like I was like this me is too. real this needs to happen there's something here so I so I basically called in every favor I had like anybody who I ever did anything nice for I was like or anybody who, who was like big that I had access to it's like I just you could help me with this one thing and everybody did everyone came together a bunch of paper flower artists that I don't even know participated and it was just wonderful and now it's like taken on its own life and I like I was just talking to somebody who's planning and I'll, I'm gonna share about it later but is planning something for Inter- international paper flower day and it was just so interesting to to hear about it it, like out in the community and it didn't originate with me. You know what I mean? Like it's it's part of the International like Paper Flower Day that has just been like, <laughs> this is the wrong word, but like taken over or or they have taken ownership in their own way. And I that just makes me so happy. I can't even tell you. Like, like that, like initially most wanted when we first launched it was for it to become disconnected from me because I wanted
1: it to have its own life. And the fact that has that happened has made me just incredibly happy. I know. It's so amazing that people are just like, oh my God, it's International Paper Flower Day. What am I going to do to celebrate it? Yeah. And to see people like talk about it and just be like take ownership. I love yeah. that. Yeah. And just to be able to like, I'm a paper florist. I'm going to celebrate it. And this is who I am. And this is what I'm going to be doing. Yeah. Love so you good. make paper flowers, if you love paper flowers, if someone
2: you loves paper, uh, if someone you love loves paper flowers, this is your day. Like, if nothing else, it's fun to have an occasion to be like, hey, Quinn, I just want to say I love you. <laughs> 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 your, best, your work keeps me alive with inspiration. Like, just a nice occasion to just say hi at one time on the first international people flower day I actually reached out to an artist that I had felt very, very intimidated by. And I was like, I just want you to know that I don't follow your comment because you scare the crap out of me. But I love this stuff. And she was like, are you kidding? <laughs> like, oh my
1: God.
2: So I feel like it could also be a day of like, you know, reunions and confessions and making up. It's kind of like Festivus a little bit, you know, airing of grievances. Like <laughs> I'm kidding about that part of it. But yeah, it's, a, it's just like, it's a really fun day to post about something you care about, to reach out to other paper flower makers if you're somebody who's a fan but not a maker
1: share your favorite paper flowers from your favorite paper flower makers like everyone can participate in this and every year we always try to associate a theme with it and this year because we just launched PFAR paper florists against racism and we want to kind of tie it in together and Kate has been gracious enough to say yes this is something I believe firmly too so
2: excited yes Absolutely. I was just going to say, so we had talked about how to incorporate that into this year because I know that both Quinn and Jesse and I've been working on a separate project that's like has a tie into anti-right racism. I just I don't want to say like we all need to work on the exact same project. I don't want to make it really prescriptive. But I think it would be a really cool, like invitation to say like, well, what if you thought about it this way? Like on this international paper flowery, like how could you use your flowers to tell a story or how could you use your flowers to bring attention to something that's been forgotten? How could you use paper flowers to heal somebody that's just like hurting a lot right now? So I just love that idea, especially right now, because we're all I think we're all in this point of like kind of like being all the way at the bottom of the pandemic because we're just so tired of it. On the other hand, to mix metaphors, there's a lot of the tunnel. So I feel like we've got this like kind of like dormant energy that's ready to be like expressed in this way. And it's just so I guess if nothing else, I would love to share with other paper flower makers the feeling of power when you make a flower. And it stands for somebody who died in a massacre. You know what I mean? Like there's nothing as an artist that you're going to get that has that like instant, like, boom, I made a difference. This is powerful. What I do matters. Like I want everybody to get a taste of that because it's, it's just like so much of this last, well, the last couple years and everything that's come to light with Black Lives Matter, so much of that has been about powerlessness and about like su- stupid posts on social media that don't do anything. And just that frustration of having my hands tied behind my back. So to be able to get my hands out and make some flowers that actually help in the world, that is powerful. We all should get that. The other reason, or I'm just going to go on about this for a little bit. Ahead, I feel like crafters and particularly women crafters are often kind of condescended to. And I think when you do something like this, where you say this act of making matters, like you are conferring on yourself a kind of a respect that the world is not always going to give you. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. Like that's something yeah. you can get for yourself. Yeah. And the way that I'm talking about it is very like, me, 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 like this is how I feel about it. But I actually think that's really important. Like Mm -hmm. I actually really do think how we see like how we see these issues in light of our own practice. I think that really matters. So So I have a lot of confused thoughts about this. I don't have it all figured out at all, but I just, I guess I would say if you're looking for an experiment for Paper Flower Day, find something you care about and find a way to help by making a flower. If you need help with that, we have an amazing project that you could help. Do you guys want to talk about that now or uh, about the Tulsa project? Yeah. Yeah,
1: So for the past few weeks, Jesse and I have been really pushing Greenwood Project for quite a while. And we are so amazed by all the people that have pledged a white lily to bring to Tulsa, Oklahoma to commemorate the Greenwood project that's going to be happening at the end of May and the beginning of June. And it's so amazing to see all these amazing people from all over the world contribute and make this amazing white lily to contribute to this insulation that we're going to be putting together. Gosh, it's so amazing to see voices and saying, yes, I will pledge a lily. And Krista has said she's pledging 50 lilies. And that's just really, (laughs) really amazing. I'm like, now I don't have to make like 200. I can only have to make 100 so that's pretty awesome so thank you so much and i think it's really amazing (laughs) and what another thing that if you cannot make a lily which we highly encourage you to because it's so much fun consider donating and helping out with some of the funds because we are asking a few paper floors to actually fly drive to tulsa oklahoma to help me put together the insulation. and i think it's just going to be an incredible moment in time that's gonna be commemorated forever. So that's one thing that we're doing is like we want to make sure that this history not be covered because in the past hundred years no one's talked about it because it's been, it was been yep.
2: it's been erased. The victims' names are faded into history. A lot of them we can't even recover. Businesses were burned down. I mean they almost annihilated the black section of town. Yeah. It was like a bombs hard bombs on it yeah, right from planes. They definitely yes. just random people to help go attack this If you're hearing about this for the first time, like I did from Quinn, it's mind blowing. And the fact that we can like make one flower and be like, this person was erased from history. And here, this represents that erasure. Another thing is, we didn't dream this up. Like the, the museum came to you guys with this, right? So it wasn't so it's been I guess what I'm saying is like, we didn't just have this big idea. Like, let's make a bunch of flowers for a massacre. No, they had, they asked for help. They had a specific way they wanted to approach it. I really liked that about this project. Like it's very, it's very guided. It's very directed. It's not like, oh, look, we made a bunch of random flowers. So yeah. So that was one thing that really drew me to this project. And I am in charge of making lily buds. (laughs) You guys are
1: doing the lily buds because we don't need too many, but we definitely need some some. because I feel like some is so small and a few
2: seems more. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it'll be, I think it'll be beautiful. I'm so excited. That is just one of those projects that just like lights me up. You know what I mean? So much of what we do can seem, I mean, I don't think it is. I think, you know, making other people Happy with beauty, that's like one of the most important things there is. But sometimes it does feel a little frivolous. And sometimes it does feel like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm playing with paper while the world burns. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And yeah. Just to feel
0: like, do something. You know for what sure. I mean? It's so powerful. For sure. And I definitely think that some people might feel, and for me, especially, not knowing what to post, how to act, uh-huh. how to behave, how to help. Really? Yeah. This is like yep. a really simple, direct yeah. way of helping, right? Yep. Make mm-hmm. a flower. And, yes. and and it says volumes as yes. opposed to sometimes you're not quite sure. Should I post? Like the whole idea of giving mean, voice, giving space to other people, for other people's voices. Does that mean I shouldn't speak or should I? Like there's, I'm not quite sure what to do there, but making a flower. Yeah, I know how to do that. That's simple. Mm-hmm. And, and
2: I think we're at this weird time where it's like a lot of us are realizing, I mean, to use a, an over. Used expression, but like a lot of us are waking up to racism. But that doesn't mean you know how to do everything. And something as delicate and important as this historical event, it has to be put in a really specific context. And I just really like that. That's where this project is going. You know what I mean? It's not. It's not like okay, have I thought through on every level like how I relate to the privilege here? Am I part of the the erasure? What's my place in white supremacy? And it's like yeah. I can figure that out maybe. But that's all I'm going to do in the next twenty years is work on yeah. that problem. So what I'd rather do, I mean, as I try to, in my mind, figure out my relationship to white supremacy, while I try to figure that out, I could do like real helpful work in the world. I don't need Mm -hmm. to figure that out first. But for me, the way of minimizing mistakes I might make that might actually hurt people, the way that I can, I can try to not get into that space is by deferring to the people who are asking for the project. So that came from them. You know what I mean? I have a project that I'm like crazy excited to talk about later this month, where I was working with these Native American women directors and a short story writer, and they just made this beautiful short film. And it was entirely me asking them what they wanted to do. And it was so nice because I didn't have to figure it out. I didn't have to figure out like, oh, how how do I do this perfectly? How do I not hurt anyone's feelings? I was just like, you tell me what to do and I'll do it for you. Mm -hmm. And just being able to like, relax and help it's really nice to have a way to help that you know is that you you have a good reason to think you're not going to accidentally step on your own toes over yeah. and over like it's nice to have a straightforward please do this you know
0: what I mean yeah which actually as you were talking about that I was just reflecting on the project that I was working with for the sunflower it it, it was the same similar in in the sense that I mean the artist who asked me to make the sunflower once we connected it was really interesting because he's he was making uh, well he draws so he does these pictorial illustrations and his whole what do you call it collection so series was to focus on the experiences of a child going through different things and growing up as a black child and he was modeling his his characters on his nephew and nieces and the idea behind that his niece holding the sunflower was that there was an innocence to her holding a flower that would always look to the sun. And it was hope. It was joy. It was her learning about herself as she comes into being a woman, but as a Black child. And the interesting thing is, I mean, he, he was Black too. And when I he connected with me, I was like, at first I was kind of like, well, you know, I'm not American. I'm Canadian. I'm also a racialized minority. And yet it all kind of fit once we talk to each other about it, because I come from a place where I don't really understand and I don't have the American experience. I don't have the experience of living in a culture that has preconceived notions of what blacks are like and what whites are like and what your history, like I have no idea at all. I have some understanding, but not really because I was, I don't live in America. I don't, I'm not, I'm not living in the community where there are those types of politicized ideas and stereotypes. You guys don't got that up North? You guys don't have We ideas. do, we do, but it's different. It's a different context though. So, I mean, we have slave we have slavery up here too, but if you, but it's different in the sense of, and I have to say though, too, I live in like Toronto where every other person is, an immigrant. Every other person is a different color. So that too is different. And also the reality is I'm Chinese. My stereotypes of certain cultures are also different from, let's say, a white person in America. It's just different. I don't, we just don't have the same type of history. We don't, like we understand a little bit about it, but not not in the same way where we're like, okay, this is their place. Because yeah. for us, all of our places are shifting because mm-hmm. we're, most of us are immigrants, you know, like yes. 95% of us. So our ideas are a little bit different. And so as I was talking to him about his project, we realized that it was actually a really interesting fit because I'm coming in with new eyes. I'm coming in and bringing in a sunflower, a piece of art that this girl's holding. And it kind of symbolized, it did symbolize hope. It symbolized a way of seeing the world that was different from what she knew. And so It was it was such a magical collaboration that way once we got to speaking about our art our process and where we were coming from in our lives and it somehow just fit and like you said i was helping him tell his story you know he was telling me i need this sunflower in this size i want it you know he i mean obviously he gave me some creative freedom in terms of what it looked like but this is the size this is what she's going to do with it and and when i delivered it he was still telling his story using my art and that i find is kind of parallel to what you were Saying about your project where you're you're like maybe you're giving them memes or the vehicle, but they're the ones who are actually telling the story. They're the ones who are filling up that space. We're we're there to help, but we're not the story. You know, they are. Yeah, and I think that's I think that's really right. And I think a lot of it has to do with
2: who is the storyteller. I mean, I think we can be narrators maybe, but like I like I don't I guess I've thought about this, but I don't know exactly how to put it. I guess I think we should tell stories, but the people we're telling stories about, it needs to be their story. And they need to teach us how to tell it. And even if that only comes, even if they need to teach us it just enough for us to do the, the thing they need us to do for them, I think being willing to, I think being willing to hear it and, and work with it is like, I mean, absolutely essential as a paper flower artist. I also think it's totally legit if you're working with somebody and you like a paper flower artist for let's say a social justice project or something like this, or you're trying to kind of heal the trauma of being a black girl in America, which freaking sucks. If you are working with someone. And they are like, so for example, like I am a woman, if I was working with a male paper flower artist, and I was trying to explain my experience. And I felt like the dude was constantly trying to repackage it or making, making it what he thinks it is or whatever. I would be, I think it would be very right for me to walk away from that. I'm not talking about like after you've signed a contract, but if you're talking about something in the, in the beginning phases Mm -hmm. and you don't get a sense that the the artist you're working with is going to be receptive, is going to be sensitive, is going to listen. Basically, find someone else because there's so many of us out there.
0: Um, um, yeah, uh, I absolutely agree. Which is that actually is a really interesting topic too. <laughs> Lately, I've, I I know a couple of weeks ago I made a comment about how like if it's a man making a paper flowers for some reason suddenly it's like oh art. wow it's art yeah yeah and then if it's a woman it's like Oh, it's a crap. And and I I also like when I see people like and when I go through my Instagram, like I'm like really super conscious about the way that I'm also looking at flowers made by men and also my own personal reaction to them versus women. And I see it right there. And I'm and then I'm rethinking. I'm like, why? Like, why am I in awe? I shouldn't be. (laughs) What is the difference between what he can make and what I can make or another female artist can make? It's so ingrained. And I'm just like, really disappointed in myself. I'm so disappointed in myself. I really am that I'm like, it's not any more special, but why am I more impressed by it? Because we're women and we
2: understand that we have to know what the dudes are doing. We have to watch them all the time because they make all the decisions. That's not as true now as it used to be, but you used to be able to throw your wife into an insane asylum if she you off. You could beat her. You could take her kids. I mean, just if you wanted to. And like Charles Dickens took away, like he dumped his, his sick wife, married her sister, then took all of her kids away and wouldn't ever let her see them again until they finally grew up and went back to her. This is a long way of saying we watch the guys and we watch, what are they interested in? What are they doing? And when they're interested in something we're interested in, it's like, huh? And I think that, I think that's true of, all people who are other whether you're gender other racial other you have to be aware of what the majority is doing to stay safe and I think that I think that ends up being this kind of like you know privileged place that men take up in our community do you know what I mean although I just want to do it just in case he's listening do you guys know Daniel Sean Murphy no no I don't think so I can't remember his anyway Daniel Sean Murphy if you're listening you're a genius I love your work
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's not, it's not personal. <laughs> it's my own, no, it's my not. own issues. <laughs> not that I Men's work are, is not amazing, but I notice a difference in the way that I yeah. view people's art and that, yeah. that bothers me personally has nothing to do with you or women or men or is just, yeah. Yeah.
2: No. Well, and I think also like, it's not the guy's fault.
0: I mean, no, they, no. they
2: benefit from it, but I don't, I don't, I'm not mad at them. But I do think what you're doing is important, which is to like notice how you react to things. I mean, I, it doesn't really make sense to be disappointed in yourself for being a fish that swims in water. <laughs> like that's what it is. But it's the system. Sort of, yeah. If you can sort of see what's going on, the dynamics of it, that's when you have yeah. the power to make a difference. Like that's yeah. when you have the power to shift. Because it sounds like what you're saying, Jesse, is once you realize that they are have an outsized amount of power like you realize they don't have more than you do right mm-hmm. like they're not doing something better than yes. what you're doing yours is yes. wonderful the fact that
0: you're a woman is what's making you discount it yes yes that's what it is. You nailed it. Man, this discussion turned into something completely different. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, I love like, so every, it. So every time I go to Quinn's house, we work in the garage, ventilated, masks on, do
2: like painting projects. So we're sitting around and I'm like painting and Quinn's like trying to figure out, okay, how are we going to put stuff to dry it? What's the best way to do this? And I'm just yammering on about every little thing from like my marriage to this state of <laughs> reverse relations to this dream I had to this traumatic childhood event. And Quinn's like, uh-huh, uh uh-huh, uh-huh. No, don't there. Don't put it there. Don't paint it there could you do this
1: could you paint it um, and then my mom said <laughs> on task on task everybody but let's have fun I <laughs> love
2: the story <laughs> <You know that. laughs> but see that's the wonderful thing about Quinn is she can't just tune you out
1: <laughs> you know, you do just be like,
2: huh? uh-huh <laughs> that way, that way. and that is why I never feel guilty because I know she'll always put me right back on task <laughs> I love hanging out with you Kate oh I, so, I do too so much entertaining I- and so much fun She's like a super fun person to talk to because she doesn't judge you she's just like oh, oh interesting okay oh, oh. <laughs> I know that I always support you Kate oh you're the best I'm, I'm trying to think of like lots of like Deeply personal and also very eccentric stuff to talk about this weekend when we paint those uh, begonias. Yes, so many
1: begonias. Excited to see the project. Oh, it's coming along. It's going to be amazing. I'm trying to, so I think I'm going to be checking in like four giant boxes when we fly down to LA. So now this LA workshop is turning into an Asian inspired style shoot. And so we're going to try to find these Asian grannies, one from China, one from Vietnam, and one from Korea, where they're wearing their traditional outfit and they're going to be surrounded by paper fleas. (laughs) Lots of paper leaves, so I'm really excited. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, and I think the really hard part is every leaf, I cannot... Not do nothing to it. Mm-hmm. Really having to paint it, wire it, minor it, a whole bunch of different stuff. So it's been kind of like, oh I can never do a plain leaf again.
0: <laughs> it's gonna be hard to pull back.
1: Yes, because now I know the the way I can make it happen. <laughs> yeah. Don't you feel like the like the better your techniques
2: are, like, or the the more the the more refined your techniques are, the harder it is to like bang out simple work. Cause you're like, oh, I know I could just add some veining here and it would be so good. Or, like, what if we wired it in this different way? It's like, oh, a blessing and a curse.
0: Yep, Jesse and I are like shaking our heads, like, yep, <laughs> we totally get it. Yeah, I was set to like teach this workshop for like beginners and I had to go back to like very, very basic. Yeah. And when I did it, I was like, how do I do this? And then I did it, and then I was like, but I want to do this, but I want to do this, uh-huh. but I want to do this. And you're like, oh, yes. and then after a while, I was like, I was like, oh, why am I not just like, it's so much easier. Like, this is so much faster. Why am I not just going back to do this? But like I said, <laughs> it's so hard to like, like look back and be like, you know what? Don't touch this. Don't touch that. Don't touch that. It's just yeah. something about the way you progress that you, you know what you know, and it's yep. difficult to unlearn the things
1: unlearn you, Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, one thing I've been trying to do for this project that Quinn and I are working on is because I'm usually the person between the two of us who's trying to get it more and more weird and interesting. And, you know, whereas Quinn, I'll, you know, although she's a beautiful, wonderful artist, she's way better than me at logistics and I mean, just everything to do with getting stuff out the door on time. So so this was always kind of a tension between us a little bit.
1: Because I'm like, <laughs> dump, it down, dump it down, dump it down. We have a box that is this big. I have this paper to send out. Well, actually, it's the weight. If you can get it under 15 ounces or less, thumbs up. (laughs) If it goes above it, no. (laughs) (laughs) And and the, the thing is, every time, she was right. It came out great.
2: It's just, I was in this headspace of like, let's make this better and more, not even better, but just more involved. Let's throw more at it. So that's always been like motivating to me. But since I've been seeing how stressed out Quinn gets by like these huge orders, it's somehow helped me flip a switch in my head to be like, how can I innovate to make all of this faster mm-hmm. and seriously that has been so fun this last couple of weeks like I've just had like so much fun like what is the absolute
1: quickest way we could might early I mean yeah. it's really fun oh my gosh I've literally I have two friends now sewing and we've done gosh I've already I've cut all the different squares and I've gone through 50 rolls holy crap like the Italian Chinese Mexican rolls oh wow fifty of them and it's all cut up and it's all minor and it's I'm awesome. now for you. I'm now cutting it and then we're gonna paint them all. Literally I have garbage bags right now of so minor so cool. that I'm that sitting there so every cool. night cutting. And I look around, I have like scraps everywhere. Just I have it in a box as I'm cutting and the majority of it lands in the trash bin, but <laughs> a, a lot of it is like covered around me like a good two feet. <laughs> I need to send one of my kids up there. Cause, cause what I do is I have
2: them pick up all my scraps. And they, just, they give me really mean looks and they mutter <laughs> under their breaths. Let
1: me do it you <laughs> need to train butter, butter yeah. <laughs> you like to eat scrap on the floor can you just pick up all these paper for me <laughs> that's awesome oh my god that's hilarious. all right we gotta end this so let's yes. end this in a fun way so kate hey oh, wait hold on
2: before we end this i want to say something okay you, you guys have put out almost a hundred is it a hundred today or almost a hundred well okay so
0: yeah, yeah oh you're before god, guys. yeah
2: okay so the one thing I wanted to say is that is a crap ton of work that has helped our entire community. You guys are amazing. I seriously cannot even, like if Quinn was like, Kate, you're responsible for doing 10 podcasts, I would cry. <laughs> <laughs>
0: please. You're amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, we couldn't have done it without you being on like four of our podcasts. I
2: really honestly think that probably was the factor that like gave you all the success was my four appearances. I feel like (laughs) 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 It's so awesome to talk to you. I feel like this podcast in many ways feels like after, like after a masterclass or conference, like going to the bar after and just like, you know what I mean? Just like talking about all this stuff that paper flower artists don't always get to, you know, like, I don't, I mean, I'm, I'm lucky to live near Quinn, but I don't have a ton of people in the area that I could talk about these, like, you know, it's kind of special topics. And I just think it's great that you guys provide that forum. Mm, thank thank you. you so much. Yeah, thank you, Kate. <laughs> it's so nice to hear. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, and we always,
0: always love having you on, seriously, like you. Jesse, can I tell you something? Yeah.
2: <laughs> something funny that happened to me the other day? So I, I met up with a friend, like, you know, socially distance, all that outside math. Yeah. And she was like, you know, I know this girl. I think you could really get along with her. She just reminds me of you. I'm like, does she swear a lot? And she's like, yeah. <laughs> so I have a
1: brand. I have a brand, guys. That's my brand. <laughs>
0: That's awesome.
1: <laughs> okay. To end this podcast, we would love to ask you, when you're making flowers, what do you drink? And do you watch or listen to anything while you're making flowers? Um, Usually I don't drink while I'm
2: making flowers because my hands are really busy and I don't. Oh my God, Quinn, remind me. I have to post this thing. I have a picture from spring break where I have on my desk, I have a picture of my aliens. And right next to it is a brown bottle of beer. And I almost poured beer on my paper because I grabbed the beer bottle. And (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, those are the perils of impaired crafting, right? um, (laughs) But but that's part of it. It's because I'm so in paper flower zone that like drinking, it doesn't occur to me to grab anything else. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I do listen to like NPR or my daughter is really into like teen girl pop. So that can be very fun. And I'm trying to think, oh, oh, lately I've been watching um, reruns of Deep Space Nine, that Star Trek show. Mm-hmm. And that's been a really fun one to craft you because I watched it a lot when I was a kid and
1: it's like it's very nostalgic, but it actually, it actually really, really holds up. I was surprised. Thank you so much, Kate, for joining our podcast again. Thank we you love God. having on. it's always so much fun oh i
2: love talking to you guys thank you so much and um say hi to tristan butter for me we will do we will do
0: bye guys bye if you're looking for a way to support us please hit subscribe and write us a review we would appreciate it so much you can also support us as a patron on patreon.com your contribution would help us continue to create great content for you and the paper flower community